The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We know that you want to live an inspired and fulfilling life. Maybe there are a few things that you need to get you there. Welcome to What Matters with your host, Mary Beth Lodge. In today's world of distractions, we can get overwhelmed with day-to-day responsibilities that keep us busy, frustrated, and confused. With an emphasis on the power of the mind and drawing on the fields of personal health, education, neuroscience, business, and spirituality, we'll discuss practical strategies to help you stay focused on your priorities, choices, and results. Now, here is Mary Beth Lodge. Good morning. How are you today? Thank you for joining me today on What Matters. Today is an opportunity for you to make a difference. Can you do that? Can you find a way to make a positive difference in your world today? Can you make a change inside yourself that will carry ripples of positive change into the lives of those around you and well beyond? Do you know that no matter what change you make, it will reverberate through the lives of the people around you? No matter how small, you make a difference with that one little change. So for this hour, I'm going to ask you to really pay attention. You've created the world that you live in. How can you change the things that you want to change? How do you apply this to you? Yeah, not your significant other, your best friend, your child, your parent, or your coworker. Just you. You can share information with other people. Ultimately, you are the only person you can really change. You are the person you're responsible for. And you are the person that can truly make a difference. No, not by telling other people what to do. That doesn't work. But by taking action in your world and inside of you. See, when you create more light within yourself, you radiate that out and you attract that back. So it changes everything. It changes all of the dynamics in your world. And yes, I do recognize that you are busy. And I am busy. And we are all busy. We lead very hectic, very busy lives. And that oftentimes means we're not paying attention. We're mindless. We're going through the motions and we're not aware of the impact that we have on other people's lives. Think about it. In the last 24 hours, how many people have you taken for granted in your life? How many times have you taken an action without any thought as to what the impact of that action would be? That's right. Are you spending your energy on things that don't really matter? What choices do you make in your world? How do you choose to spend your time and do you consider the impact that that decision will make? How do you touch the lives of the people that you meet? 
And do you create sunshine wherever you are? And I mean wherever you are, the grocery store, the gas station. Yes, at your office. Yes, at work. Yes, with your coworkers. Yes, with your family. But all those little places, too. You know, as you walk down the hallway at work, are you smiling? Are you radiating sunshine? Are you being joy for someone else today? That's what I'm talking about. Let's start. Do you make your own sunshine? How are you grateful today? What is it that you are grateful for? You know, this morning, I took a very short walk for me. It was still within my parameters of what I consider an acceptable time. But, you know, I was kind of lost in thought and I was frustrated with something. And I wasn't really paying attention. And it suddenly struck me that I had walked for several blocks without even looking up. I was watching the sidewalk. I wasn't paying attention to the birds, to the flowers, to the squirrels. All the little things that make my walk so enjoyable. And I had to really call myself back into the present moment and start to look around at all the things that I truly enjoy about my walk. So then I was finally able to notice that there was a squirrel on the portrayal of the house that I was passing, watching me as I went by. I was able to pay attention to the sound of the birds this morning as they sing praise and welcome the day. You know, last evening, I was gifted twice. First, by a client. You know, I have that client who brings flowers to every member of his health care team. I'm one of those. I get flowers. Well, he brought me too many flowers yesterday. And I decided that it was a good thing to share those flowers You know, people love to get flowers. It feels so special. And that is why he gives them. So I was able to share flowers last evening with a neighbor, a neighbor that I don't ordinarily spend much time with. And I had a wonderful hour of enjoyable conversation that I would not have had without the first gift of flowers. So actually, my client gifted me twice. He gifted me with the flowers, but he also gifted me with an opportunity to share those flowers and to enjoy someone else in my world. I'm also grateful this morning for my healthcare team, for the chiropractor and the awesome massage therapists who are part of my wellness team that keep my body strong and active. And I am incredibly grateful for the techniques under neuro-linguistic programming, the techniques of NLP. I watched twice yesterday beautiful transformations in clients with the use of those techniques. And one, I love working with adolescents. Teenagers are my favorite age group of the entire universe. I watched a young lady transform from being fearful of participating in her sport to being excited and almost couldn't wait to get back to her sport, to try out this new technique she had learned. Watching that transformation, that look of change on her face, is such a reward. And I am grateful for the work that I do. Are you grateful for your work, for the things you do 
maybe the things you're paid for or the things that you are not paid for in money, but paid for in other ways. You know, this morning, I want to talk about lazy days. Because I also, as we talk about work, recognize that one of the ways that we are so busy is we busy ourselves with our work. You know, and in our busiest moments, we have that craving for a day off. We have a craving for the weekend, if your weekends are free for you. But sometimes, you know, you just get this thought of like, oh, if I could just sit still, if I just had a day where I could do nothing. And I think we get that sense more often in the summer because it's hot, because we're kind of programmed for summer being a quieter time, a less intense time. You know, the way in this country that that we structure our school systems, for the most part, most schools are off in the summertime. And so we're taught that we have this break. As children, we're taught that. And even when we go into the work world and we don't have our summers off, we still have that sense of the summer should be more laid back, easier, not so intense. Um, maybe we don't do as much or we don't stay focused as much on all the things we're trying to get done. We might even let some things go in the summertime that we ordinarily keep up with the other times of the year. And I'm not suggesting that there's anything wrong with that. In fact, I think that's a really healthy thing to do. In fact, I think that occasionally a lazy day is very, very important. And we kind of have to talk about what I mean by a lazy day. But, you know, if we don't have a lazy day sometimes, we're going to become very, very tired you will notice that when you have been going and going and going and going and you don't give yourself a day to rest here and there, a day to do nothing, a day to let go of the pace, the intensity, the busy, you'll find yourself being overwhelmed. You'll find yourself being becoming very fatigued. And if it goes on for too long, you might find yourself becoming cynical. That's right. Cynicism is a form of anger. You might find yourself becoming depressed, also a form of anger. And ultimately, the word we use is burned out. Don't care anymore, don't want to do it, want out of here. You know, all of that is preventable and all of that is your responsibility. Because if you choose not to care for yourself in the day-to-day moments, then the result will be that anger. And it's not anyone else's responsibility, but yours. So those lazy days of summer kind of call to us and remind us that we need to have time. We need to slow down. We need to have some moments when we're just quiet, lazy, not so active. You know, I think that in summer... And I do think it's the heat. You know, summers get warm. And our bodies tend to want to slow down when it's warm. We tend to want to be a little less active because it's so hot. You know, I, I was grateful last week for the cool temperatures that we had, unusual for this part of the country. And immediately, of course, I was blessed with 
the warm temperatures that are typical of this time of year for us. And we have quite a bit of humidity. I noticed this morning when I went outside, the first time I stepped out the door, it was very humid. And I thought, oh, this is one of those days. This is one of those days when it's so humid, it's so warm, that our bodies will want to move more slowly. We might not be as interested in working or being active or being busy. Now, we've got central air in most places, right? We regulate the temperature so that we're not as affected by the oppressive heat in certain areas of the country. And maybe what we've done with that is we've allowed ourselves to forget that the natural seasons teach us to kind of follow a certain pattern. You know, we hibernate in the winter because there's not a lot that we can do outside. But in the summer, we should enjoy the outdoors, but at a slow and easy pace. That's what the natural seasons teach us. Perhaps we've forgotten to pay attention to that because we are so regulated in our temperatures, in our environments. Now, some people take a vacation during the summer months. Do you ever wonder why you do that? It's not just to go someplace else, someplace exciting. It's also because your body needs space and time. But, you know, you don't have to take a vacation to have a lazy day. You can simply allow yourself to have a lazy day. In fact, sometimes it's not even one that's scheduled. You know, this week I had the opportunity on Monday to have a lazy day. And that didn't mean that I wasn't seeing clients. It didn't mean that I was not working. Actually, I, I did see clients on Monday. But my pace was different. I had a lazy day. I did a little less in the morning before I went to the office. I took my time and was very peaceful with the clients that I worked with. I allowed myself to have a little extra time to come home, to eat my dinner, to attend to things. And it was amazing because in the evening, as I was putting together an article that I was writing, I was much more effective, much more creative because I had kind of given myself that little bit of space. Lazy days are so important in that they change our thinking. They change our focus. You know, if you have the time for a lazy day, sometimes it means you allow yourself to not think. You allow yourself to just kind of zone. And I don't mean... By watching TV, I don't mean by playing video games or computer games. I mean by letting your brain just wander, your thoughts wander, wherever they will. It also means that on a lazy day, perhaps you sleep without a deadline. You allow yourself to catch up on sleep that you've missed. You allow yourself to cycle into kind of that natural cycle of sleep where your brain can complete a sleep cycle before you wake up. That is very important for restoring brain function, for repairing brain cells and all of the cells of your body. 
you know, there's a reason that we have a sleep cycle that completes every 90 minutes. It's because we have hormonal changes that occur during that sleep time. If we wake before that's over, we often wake ourselves into a startle experience. And sometimes it feels like I can't wake up or I'm still foggy or I'm still back there. And you might notice that for a while because your brain is still trying to complete the work it was doing even though now you're awake and it can't really get that done. You know, a lazy day is a time that you can attend to small details. You know those nagging little things that never make it to the done list? You know, I noticed that there were cobwebs in numerous places, and I thought, you know, a lazy day is a good day to do that. It doesn't have to happen, you know, in a total cleaning day. It actually can be just a, oh, look, there's cobwebs. Let me get the duster. Let me take care of those things. And there's those little details. They make such a difference. I hate the cobwebs around. (laughs) I don't like that kind of dust. And it makes me feel clearer. Do you understand? When you do something as metaphor outside of yourself, cleaning up the cobwebs for me is a way of saying I'm cleaning up the cobwebs on the inside, the things I don't need anymore, getting rid of the things that kind of had collected. It's sort of like clutter that you finally organize or throw out. It makes you lighter overall. You know, sometimes when people go on vacation, they allow themselves activities that they typically don't do at home. You've done this. I know you have. You go on a vacation and you're very, you know, your work may be very sedentary or very passive and you're always sitting and you think to yourself, you know, I'd really like to exercise more. And you go on vacation and you start to experiment with different activities. Maybe you exercise. Maybe you go biking. Maybe you go for a walk or maybe you play sports. And you notice that you're feeling better. And that's very, very important for you to experience. It's even more important for you to bring it back home. And see, that's what a lazy day does. It allows you to kind of do things differently so that you begin to experience a new opportunity for something that you could do differently that might make you feel better or have greater influence on the people around you or make you even healthier. I saw this beautiful article this week um, about, or it was written by a director of a Montessori school, and it was about enriching children's summer vacations. And as she wrote the article, she said that many parents often ask, you know, what can we do over the summer when the children aren't in school to really enrich their summer experience? And I loved her answer. It was so beautiful. She said, let them play with their friends and get them out in nature. And I thought, what a beautiful, beautiful suggestion. Because, you know, that is what we all need. We need to play with our friends. And we need to be outside in nature. Now we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about lazy days. And how you can really utilize a lazy day for your health. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned.
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. I'm so glad you're here today. We're talking about lazy days. You know, it's summertime. And summertime leads us to want a lazy day. But it's also more than just, like, doing nothing. I'm not talking about a lazy day where, well, actually I am, where you do nothing. That's a good thing. But I'm also talking about your health and your creativity and your healthy brain. Because on a lazy day, when you change your routine, it allows you to change your brain. Do you understand? When you have a lazy day and you don't put any obligations or deadlines or rush yourself through the day, your brain changes. Your body can rest. Your mind can sort through all the things that you've been putting in there and putting in there and putting in there. You know, my ideal lazy day involves a hard, difficult hike for a few hours in the morning getting as hot and sweaty and just muddy as I can, coming back in and eating, eh, I don't know, popsicle, ice cream before I eat my lunch, then have my lunch, go through the shower, and for the rest of the day, I want to read. And I don't want to read something that makes me work. I want to read something that just lets me go into another world, that quiets me into some other pattern. And one of the things I've noticed is I'm always drawn to books that have in the background a sense of quietness. It, you know, it might be an adventure thing. It might be, a, you know, a murder mystery or something that really has some action. But behind it, there's a quiet pattern. 
You know, I like those tea shop mysteries because there's this quietness of having a cup of tea and everything surrounds that tea shop. Or I like the, I actually like the medieval novels or, or mysteries because, again, there's this pattern behind there of this gentle day. And that's what I crave is that gentle day. So on an ideal lazy day for me, I give myself a gentle day. A day where I don't have so many obligations. A day where I only do the things that I know really have to be done. But most things I can let go. There's always another time. And those things that I let go never affect eternity. You know, if the dishes aren't done today, it really does not affect eternity. So if you allow yourself that lazy day, here's what happens. When you get out of your routine, it actually forces you to kind of wake up, to pay attention. See, our routines are indications of our unconscious behaviors. Our habits are behaviors that we no longer think about. Our subconscious is simply running that program behavior that we or someone else put in there. And a lazy day will alter that because we don't follow our routine. We have to pay attention or we have to think about what we're going to do next or decide not to do something next. So it wakes us up. It gives us an awareness again of what we're doing and how we're doing it. A lazy day also gives us time to pay attention to the messages of our body. You know, sometimes you are so busy, aren't you? You're so busy that you don't even notice if you're hungry. You don't even notice if you're tired. You don't even notice if your body is so tired that it needs sleep. Sometimes you don't even notice that you haven't had sleep. So a lazy day, a quietness, is time when you can pay attention to your body. You can listen to the messages that come from your body. You can listen to your thoughts. Do you know, sometimes it's really interesting to listen to your own thoughts, to discover what it is you're telling yourself. You know, sometimes you're telling yourself very, very bad messages. You're telling yourself very negative things. But it's also a time that sometimes that inner voice can speak because you're quiet enough to listen. And it might be that that inner voice is trying to give you a message. It might be that your body is trying to get your attention. Or it might be that you're being called to take a step in a new direction. You can only hear that on a lazy day. Now, on a lazy day, one of the things that I love to do is I love to cook because I love the creativity of being in the kitchen. And I'm not talking about the usual cooking that you do just to nourish your family. Okay, I mean a day in the kitchen, if this is something you enjoy, a day where you experiment, a day when you play with new recipes or new foods or even create your own recipe. I said last week that, uh, you know, I was really into I'm going to make yogurt and it's going to work. And I had a recipe failure. Yeah, well, it didn't work out so well. So I tried again. Yep, this week I was successful. Yes, I have beautiful peach yogurt that is just fabulous and much healthier. It has no no preservatives and it has no extra additives or anything like that. It's just fresh foods. So 
you know, that's part of a lazy day is that sense of I've done something. I've been creative. I can accomplish this and feeling good about it. You see, a lazy day for me doesn't mean just laying around and doing nothing, although it could. I admit a nap is a really, really nice thing. But a lazy day is also letting yourself disrupt your routines in some way to bring yourself into an awareness of where you are once again. Now, once you've done that, once you've had your lazy day, once you're paying attention to your daily routines, to your automatic habits, to your automatic thoughts, once you're aware of that, you can change it. But you have to pay attention or you will simply fall back into that unconscious state again. Lazy days allow us to access new ideas. When we stay at home, we can read or watch a movie or do nothing at all. When we leave, when we go away for a lazy day, when we go out somewhere or go on vacation, we can seek out new ideas, new perspectives, new observations through the interactions with other people, people we don't ordinarily encounter. We can open our eyes to what might be, and that, again, stimulates our creativity. That makes us more active in our brains. And, you know, business frustrations, your work frustrations, your family worries, even your financial debts are improved by a lazy day. You see, the mind has to relax to see new solutions. You have to disrupt the fear thoughts so as to redirect your mind from fear to gratitude. And once you get to gratitude, all of a sudden, your brain becomes more creative. You begin thinking of new ideas. You become inspired. And if you will take action on those inspired thoughts, you'll be successful at resolving whatever it is that you were worried about. I talked about dusting the cobwebs in my house. Well, You know, dusting the cobwebs in my house is a metaphor for dusting the cobwebs of my mind. And I'm talking about taking an inventory of those thoughts and beliefs that you have. Those thoughts that always go through your head. Those beliefs that you have that keep you stuck. Why would you keep those beliefs? Remember, a belief is simply a thought that has been repeated over and over and over again by you or someone else. And if it was by someone else, then you didn't even make the choice to have that belief. It just is there. Well, if you want to sweep the cobwebs out of your mind, you have to be aware of what you're thinking. You have to be aware of what those beliefs are. And maybe those beliefs have outlived their usefulness. Maybe they were useful to you at one time. Maybe they helped you in some way. But do they really help you now? See, only a lazy day can offer you the time to evaluate that. Now, some people use a journal, and if you keep a journal, it is one way to sort through those old thoughts and beliefs. But if you do not keep a journal, you can still make use of your lazy day. Here, I'm going to give you a little exercise to do, and you can do this wherever you are. Simply think about or consider an event, a person, or a situation that you find distressing in some way. And in your mind, or on paper, whichever way you want to do it, develop a description, a picture, or even a conversation that captures the details of that thing that you find distressing. 
Now, you can write, you can draw, you can talk through this exercise. I don't care how you do it. Okay, do what works for you. To write it down, draw it pictures, talk about it, talk about it with someone else, talk about it to yourself, doesn't matter. Once you have the physical details of it, imagine that you have x-ray vision. Yes, like Superman. Bet you can't tell what movie I saw this weekend. Okay, x-ray vision. And you can imagine that you can see below the surface of this thing that distresses you. So I want you to look past the things that you've described. I want you to look past what is obvious to you right now in terms of how distressing it is. What might you know if you could see beyond the obvious? What might you learn about yourself that you didn't know before? What would be a new awareness? I did this exercise one time with a young girl. She's a teenager. She's not very awake or alert or very mature just yet, but she'd like to be. And that makes all the difference in the world. She was talking about an interaction with her parents and how the interactions with her parents seem to be rather tense right now. And based on how she's describing her behavior to me, I bet it is really tense at home right now. And I asked her to consider the tension that happens at the evening dinner table. And she described that. And I asked her to move to a different position, either her mother's chair or her father's chair, and watch herself as she interacted with her family. And she got this look of instant recognition. It was so beautiful to see. And she said, oh, attitude. (laughs) It was great. Now, that is one way that I'm asking you to consider it, is to look beyond the obvious, not through your eyes, but stand in a different position. Look from someone else's eyes at this same thing and learn something about yourself that you didn't know before. Another way to do it is to lift it, lift yourself up, lift your awareness up above the whole situation and look down, like you're watching a little dollhouse and all the people are moving. Okay, you can do that so that you can see all the people involved and it might give you a different perspective as you, again, consider this thing that upsets you. So keep going because you're not done yet with this exercise. Now, I wonder if you can describe the situation, the event, or the person from another perspective. So you're standing in the position of the other person or even better, I wonder if you can stand in the position of an object in this situation. Now, that might be confusing to you, but I'm talking about, like if this young lady that I just described had talked about the perspective of the dining room table, watching all of the people interact, she might have gotten an even greater understanding of the dynamics of what was happening between her and her family. So can you be the object and describe the situation from the object's point of view? This starts to get kind of fun because you have to be really creative sometimes to get this other perspective. But you see, once again, in a lazy day, when you're laid back, when you don't feel so emotionally involved, it's fun to kind of play with it. You can giggle about it and you can allow your brain to see it in a different way and to begin to problem solve it in a different way. Now, this exercise has one more layer. And this is where you get to really benefit from this exercise. Okay, are you ready? Again, with your x-ray vision, imagine 
that you have designed this whole situation. That's right. You have been the stage director, the author, and the producer of this whole event, this whole situation, this whole relationship. You have created everything in it, and you've done so in order to learn something. Okay, so as you consider this from the perspective of having created it, what thoughts would you have had to have had, that's right, before you created the event? What thoughts would have been served by creating this event? See, I'm asking you to go to the beliefs that underlie the event. So what beliefs would be the foundation of your creating this distressing thing in your life? I'm looking for the unconscious beliefs here. And I can feel your resistance, your objection. Why, you ask me? Why would I have created this distress? Why would I do this to myself? Well, I don't know. But you know. That's the whole point. You see... It's just that although you know, you don't know that you know. You don't know that you know because it is an unconscious belief. It's a thing you don't know. So when you begin to look at this, you begin to understand that the belief was programmed in, maybe by you and you don't remember doing it, or probably by someone else. It was a thought repeated until it became a belief. And now, repeated until it has become automatic, unknowing, and you are attracting these distressing things into your life as a way of acting out that belief of which you are not aware. Okay, I know, it's getting really complicated here. But the bottom line is that as you look at this, if you will simply consider this situation that has distressed you in some way and consider that you are the author of this situation then how can you create something different and my point is that you can discover it and evaluate whether it is something that works for you today if it underlies a distressing aspect of your life my guess is that it is not still working to your benefit But up until now, you had no way of knowing how to find it or change it. Now, before you write off this entire exercise, because I suggested that you created it, this isn't about blame or shame. Okay? This isn't about you were saying, oh, I'm doing this to myself or someone else did this to me. It's not about feeling ashamed at the fact that you're attracting this into your life. It's simply about awareness. Once you're aware, you can create a much healthier and happier mind for yourself when you are aware of the beliefs that you choose, rather than allowing the beliefs that you did not choose to run your show. Okay, so we were on lazy days. And the whole point here is that this is the kind of exercise that takes a lazy day to accomplish because you have to have the time when you can reflect without interruptions You have to have a day that has no agenda, no to-do list, no obligations, no rush, no hurry. And you can take the time to be conscious, to be aware, 
and to really think. And I think more importantly, that you have to do it on the inside. You have to do it within yourself, not with someone else, not where you would feel that you have to justify yourself to them. You do it because you choose to do it for you. You choose to create a happier mind for yourself. We're about to take a short break. When we come back, we'll finish up talking about lazy days and the benefits for your health. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning, and thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. We've been talking about lazy days. And we've been talking about how necessary, how important a lazy day is, not only for just the kind of the nicety of having a day off, but also the necessity for your mind, for your health, and truly for your happiness. So, you know, we just did this exercise, this kind of self-reflection exercise, and it's a way for us to go inside. It's a way for us to evaluate, is this what I really want from my day? So most of us do this thing about lazy days. And I find it very interesting. In our culture, for the most part, most of us will not give ourselves the permission to take a day, to do essentially nothing. The time that we will allow ourselves to do this is when we get sick. Now, isn't that interesting? I always question that. So why do I have to make my body ill in order to give myself permission to do nothing, to sleep, 
to veg out, to do nothing or have no agenda. Why do I have to create an illness? Yeah, there's a cultural norm about that, and we do have to defy it. But, you know, it's very, very important that you recognize when your mind and your body needs to rest. Because if you don't, you will make yourself sick. If we only allow a day without an obligation when we get sick, then we have kind of no opportunity to make ourselves healthier. See, we always then start from a place of, I'm really sick. And so we shut everything off. We let ourselves just, you know, not be. But then we have to recover from being sick. So why can't we simply say, you know what? I'm tired. I need to rest. I need some space. And sometimes it's not that my body is tired. It's my mind that's tired. Why can't we say that? Well, I'm here to say that we should do that. Because as a component of being human, I think it's very, very important to recognize that sometimes we just need a lazy day. We just need a time when we don't do a lot or we don't do the usual or we don't do the routines. When we allow our body and our mind to just have some rest. And again, I understand we have to defy cultural norms. My ancestors are Eastern European. I truly understand that expectation to keep busy, to not be lazy. And many, many, many people are taught, oh, lazy is bad. Lazy is sinful. Lazy is evil. I'm sorry. Lazy is a necessary component of being human. And I'm not talking about a norm of every day being lazy. I'm talking about an occasional experience of a day that has no obligation. That's right. So maybe if you think of a lazy day as a gift that you give to yourself, a gift that you give to yourself that allows you to give a new gift to the world, that's where we started, making a difference, right? So this gift that you give yourself can open up windows of inspiration for you. Creativity, yes. Of course you can be more creative when you give yourself a space. But even beyond that, see, when you give yourself a lazy day, when you allow yourself to have time to kind of look at things, evaluate make a decision about the choices you make and to recognize that you are the creator of your world, at least the co-creator of your world, and that you attract the things that are within you. It can open up your energy. See, once you've given yourself time to sleep and not think and then to dream and reflect, It allows you to create new inspired dreams, new inspired actions. See, I want you dreaming in the daytime of what you want for yourself, for your family, your world. I want you dreaming in the daytime of what you want to contribute to this world to help it be a more peaceful place. I want you inspired again to take action that really matters. And I think that can only be done if you allow yourself the space of a lazy day.
That's right. So here's your challenge. Can you take a day where you don't get on your email, where you don't play computer games, you don't maybe even watch TV? Can you take a day where you shut off your work world long enough that you can rest, you can think, you can restore your energy And by doing that, you are restoring your health. Now, I understand. If you are in the midst of a crisis, this is probably not the time for a lazy day. And in the midst of a crisis, if that's, you know, a family member who's ill or maybe even your own health challenge, you may not have the moments to do what I'm asking you to do right now. But you put this somewhere and you come back to it. So that when the time is right, you allow yourself time to rest and heal. There are times in our lives when we have major challenges that we have to attend to. And it takes every amount of our focus, our concentration, our energy, and our purpose. And that's okay. That's really okay. Do that. Spend the time as you need to with your loved ones in that moment. But also know that when it's done, you deserve and you need that time to regroup, to restore, and to come back into who you are. And that is perfectly okay to structure that when it fits for you. So even today, as I'm talking about this, even as I'm saying to you and I'm challenging you to find a lazy day, I'm not saying you have to do it. Today, but I am saying that you have to do it. You see, if you want to be more inspired, if you want to be more creative, if you want to find solutions to the issues that seem to baffle you right now, then giving yourself a lazy day is the beginning. Sometimes those inspired ideas don't even come on the lazy day. But because you've had the lazy day, it allows your brain to begin to problem solve. And that inspired idea might come A day or two later or a week later. I don't know when it will come. But I know it will come. So that's the most important thing. Can you allow yourself to be inspired? Can you renew your energy, recharge your creativity, and set yourself perhaps on a new path? Or simply go back to where you are but with a renewed spirit. So I think one of the things that summer does for us is it kind of gives us the contrast of when we're in a space that we no longer feel energized by. When we're in a space where we just feel bogged down or cynical or depressed about. And I think we become aware of that because it is so bright and sunny outside and we see the contrast between our own inner world and that bright sunshine outside. Well, when you become aware of that, that's when you have to begin to plan for a lazy day. When you have to begin to plan for the reflection and the time. And busy is a way that you distract yourself from doing exactly that. So it's only in giving yourself the space that you can allow yourself to switch out of it. And you know, Here's the thing that I've become aware of 
is that the harder that the space is that you're in, meaning that, you know, if you're in a high intensity place where it demands a, a lot of work, a lot of mental energy, a lot of focus, a lot of persuasion, the harder that that space is, the more that you need that permission to have a lazy day. So your ability to cope overall depends on your ability to go inside, to reflect, to restore and re-energize. So I wonder how you will put this in place. I wonder what you'll do to take this information and make it work for you. I wonder how you'll make this change inside you and how that will reflect out. Because think about it. When you run, 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 what do you teach your children? When you allow yourself time to just play, what are you teaching your children? Remember that article that I told you about, that director of the Montessori School? The two things to enrich your child's summer vacation, let them play with their friends and let them be in nature. Well, you know what? That's good for you, too. Can you play with your friends? Can you be in nature? Can you let yourself have kind of the, the joyfulness of those two activities? So if you do nothing else from this whole hour of information today, if you do nothing else but give yourself permission to play with your friends and be in nature, that's a start, especially if you haven't done that for quite some time. So again, I don't know what you'll do or how you'll take this information and make it work in your life, but I bet you have some ideas already. I bet there's some ways that you're thinking about that you could apply this in your life. And I am very proud of you for that. Now what I'm asking you to do is take action on those inspired thoughts, on those things that have come to you as you've been listening to me. I truly appreciate you. I appreciate you for being there, for being in your world, and being the light that you are in your day-to-day life. And I want you to know that as you reverberate that light, it comes all the way back. It goes all across the world and comes back to you. And it comes to me and to everyone else that is a listener here today. So you keep that up. You do that in the way that is right for you in your world. You keep shining that light. It's very important that you do so. Again, I'm asking you today to make a difference, a real difference, a positive difference, to be awake today in the way that is right for you. But be aware of every person you meet. Look for their light and look for your own as it's reflected to you. When you spend your day really looking for the light that exchanges between people, you will find more light. And this is what's most important for all of us today. This is what's most important for the way that we create our own world. And yes, I'm back to that. 
I truly do believe you are a co-creator of your own world and that what you most reflect from within is what is reflected back to you. So here we are. It's the end of our time together. And here's your challenge. Go out there. Make it a great day. You truly deserve it. Thanks again for joining us for What Matters. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll help you continue to make a difference next week. Thank you.